Have you heard the thing about ducks and their quacks not echoing? I mean, I have a theory that the word quack, like, no one wants to hear that more than once. <laughs> Nobody wants to. I like that. Nobody wants to hear quack more than once. It's true. Even the walls of the cave are like, nope. No. I think we're good. Once that's a, enough. That's a garbage sound. <laughs> I'm not sending that back out no. again. What? No. You don't get to hear that again. <laughs> Welcome back to Tangent Land. I'm your host, Brendan Thomas Farrington Lorello. Two last names, one middle name. And I have with me today a very special guest. And I'm going to do something a little bit different this time. I'm going to introduce the guest as if I were an announcer at a sporting event. So, so in in this corner, we have the guest of today's podcast. He's an improviser. He's my mentor. He is the director of the improv group I'm in. He is super fun, super nice, and Samuel Kirkendall. And then that's typically where there'd be a huge applause. So if everyone in their respective spaces, wherever you're listening to the podcast, just put your hands together. Don't hold them together, but put them together, take them away, put them together. It's like you're clapping. How about that? Is that a good... Did that introduce you well? Did you feel... You feeling? I feel very introduced. In fact, I feel the most introduced I have all day. That yeah. says a lot because it's five o'clock. It is Eastern time. Yeah, I've had I've had plenty of times to be <laughs> opportunities to have been introduced today. Uh, no, thank you so much. That was really really nice. You are one of the uh, the improvisers in Yes and Company, the group that I started. I think three years ago. Right? Four, if you round up, I think. Yeah, I think we're coming up on four. You've been with the group for two years. Two years now? I think so, yeah. Three if you round up. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, two coming up on three. We love having you in the group. You bring a great physicality and a very unique sense of humor that is very appreciated. So this is, uh, we don't video, we don't record the podcast video video wise mm-hmm. um so you can't see me right now but i'm blushing uh, equally on both sides his his tushy is blushing as well uh i appreciate that sam uh, i think i'm crying now yeah it's 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 awkward it's it's pretty awkward yeah before it gets any more awkward and we exchange any more compliments um yeah it's uh how about the weather how about it's windy it is very windy today i raked yesterday and all the leaves that I raked came back today. I have a tragic, I say with a question mark at the end, a tragic anecdote about leaf raking. Hit me. When I was young, I was raking leaves and raked them all into a big, big, big pile. And then, like you do, I got far back and ran and jumped into the great big pile of no, leaves. You didn't. I did. I'd done it before. It wasn't the first time. And uh, every time I'd done it in the past, it had been quite delightful. The leaves provided a soft cushion and fun was had. This time, however, somehow uh, one of the leaf stems went up my nose, went right oh. up my nose. Even for, for, because it's not a video podcast, you can't really see what Sam's doing, but he's 
he's gesturing as if a leaf is going up at his nose. So, yeah. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. So it went right up my nose. Yeah, he just did it again. Yeah, okay, up my going. nose. Yeah, he's, he's still doing it. Okay, go. And, but, it, like, far enough up that it, like, gave me a nosebleed. And I ne- I don't think I've jumped into a leaf pile since. So I'm now, I'm, I'm all business. I rake it into a pile, and then it goes on a tarp, and then it gets the heck off the lawn. You know how people put up signs on their yard for it's like, don't, like, don't have your dog pee on my lawn? Yes, and it, it's always phrased that way. <laughs> don't have your dog pee on my lawn. <laughs> please don't have them. Yeah, please Do don't that. have your dog pee on my lawn. <laughs> They should have signs, you know, people, you know, rake a big leaf pile. Don't jump in my leaf pile. Yes. Because they wouldn't want to have blood on their hand, on their leaves. No. No, they don't. They haven't taken out insurance policies for that sort of thing. Don't want to have any uh, neighborhood kids jumping in my leaf pile and getting a nosebleed on my property. Mm-mm. So if you're new here, this podcast is called Tangent Land. And the whole point of the podcast is to go on tangents. We pull up a, a random word generator, we generate a random word, and then we use that word as a jumping off point for hi- hypotheticals, you know, little random conversations. Let's learn a little bit about more about Sam okay. through some f- through some random words. Do we also learn a little bit more about Brendan? That takes a backseat, I would say. New word! Our first word today is... And you might recognize this word. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Ooh, that would that'd be unfortunate if I didn't. Uh, the word is corner. Okay. So what did you... If you need to take a moment, if you need to, you know, put yourself in a mental corner here to think about what you thought about, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around why... How the corner became the place for the timeout. Oh, yeah. Like, why, why there? Because there's less place to go. Yeah. Or there's just like this... You're looking at two walls converging and it's supposed to make you think about what you did more if you took a time out to just the the wall yeah i guess maybe you can see more out of your peripherals and you can see your friends still playing maybe you know what i think i'm not a parent but i assume that if if you're like you're in time out you go stand against the wall little smart kid is just gonna start pacing up and down the wall they're gonna they're gonna be like well i'm gonna use you know the entire wall for my timeout and that's gonna annoy the parent so they're with the corner they can just be like you go to the corner and the kid you know it's obvious when the kid has left the corner in that direction (laughs) yeah it's very obvious when they're not in the corner anymore yeah you have left the corner right whereas with the wall or, uh, it's a little more ambiguous if you yeah. just say go stand against the wall right go look at the wall like they're gonna try to push your buttons a little bit yeah and it's it's a little too cruel to be like just stare at the floor <laughs> just <laughs> right. lay on your stomach and stare at the floor <laughs> i wonder i wonder how much this has evolved over time like the very first timeouts yeah like where didn't work like how much trial and error yeah for years and years until we got to the corner yeah I imagine in the beginning, they didn't even have a location. They were just like, you're in timeout. Right. And the kid's like, oh, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> you're like, well, you just, you're, just don't do anything. And the kid's like, uh, okay, I'm going to not do anything. Okay. And now we enter the world of roundhouses. What are those parents doing? Yeah, no, we can't. <laughs> Go to the court. All right. Uh that kid's just going to be doing loops. Right. It's just going to be doing circles all day. <laughs> Literally. 
They had to invent a square house to put kids in time out. I think now we know whether there are square houses. New word. Echo. I mean, there's lots of places where you hear echoes, but I immediately think of a cave. And I think uh, if you were to do a family feud, like number one place that you would hear an echo, like the number one answer would likely be cave. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to say maybe. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Go no, on. everyone has their, everyone has has opinions. Yeah. And I, I kind of understand how echoes work. It has something to do with sound bouncing off of the walls and coming back at you. Well, because sound gets absorbed by everything to some degree, but in like a, a cave or hard surfaces, it doesn't get absorbed and it, it yeah, sort of ricochets off those sound waves because I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking out of my butt. It's not a video podcast, but he's actually talking out of his mouth. Uh, it's more of just a figure of speech. Not to correct you in, in front of your listeners, uh-huh. but um, I actually was talking out of out of my, my butt. However, my butt is a ventriloquist act, and I was moving, moving my lips. So yeah, no, the, the voice was actually coming out of my butt, but my lips were moving to give the impression that it was I that was speaking. It's it's a very complex ventriloquism act that I have. After reflecting on it and, and watching some more, I do actually see how, how Sam is talking out of his butt right now. He, he's just so skilled at what he does that I really didn't... I, I, I'm not around a lot of ventriloquists. I mean, I, <clears throat> I should be. I should kind of expose myself to more ventriloquism. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was, this was something I hadn't seen before. So Save it for special occasions. Yeah. So you said that you thought our uh, caves would yeah. be, be number one family feud mm-hmm. for Echoes. And I... I disagree. I think uh, Grand Canyon, because that's where a lot of people go to throw their echoes. Yeah. Is that like throwing a like a penny into a fountain? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good luck. Yeah. Really? How many? Yeah. How many e- do I have? Like you have a lot of pent up echoes in you. I would be curious to know what the most commonly like shouted word is of people who are expecting an echo. I think I know what it is. Are you thinking hello? I think it's echo. Oh. I think most oh, yeah. people just shout echo. When they're doing it. Yeah. Because yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Have you heard the thing about ducks and their quacks not echoing? I, I don't know whether or not it's true or not, but it's it's something that's been said by more people than just me. I mean, I have a theory that the word quack, like <laughs> no one wants to hear that more than once. <laughs> Nobody wants to. I like that. I, Nobody wants to hear quack more than once. It's true. Even the walls of the cave are like, nope. No. I think we're good. Once that's a, enough. That's a garbage sound. <laughs> I'm not sending that back out no. again. What? No. You don't get to hear that again. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the powers that be are editing echoes. New word. Squeeze. So the first thing that comes to my mind are squeeze bottles. And um, all the different things that have been put in squeeze bottles. What do you mean by squeeze bottles? You know, a plastic bottle that may be... Also, like um, a Hershey's chocolate syrup. Are you familiar? Oh, like a, like a, like ketchup would be. Or, exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Or ketchup, okay, okay. yeah, mustard. But then they'll, they'll sometimes put 
products and squeeze bottles that are a little unsettling. I remember like when mayonnaise first went into a squeeze bottle. That you was remember little, that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Mayonnaise in a squeeze bottle? You can't. No, that's a that's a hard plastic container right. condiment. I remember back when mayonnaise went into squeeze bottles. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. Core that's memory. What, that's what a geriatric millennial sounds like. <laughs> back in my day, we couldn't squeeze mayo out of a bottle. We had to get a knife dirty for it. Right. Yeah. So, like, like, what if they put hummus in a squeeze bottle? How would you feel about I that? I think that's it. I think that'd be over for me. I if I squeeze hummus it. out, I, if you squeeze hummus out, I don't want to squeeze it out because then I have to squeeze it onto my chips, and it, like, it should be a, it's a dippable item. Like, right. this, as soon as we start squeezing out salsa, I, I'm I'm done. It's right. a dippable thing. It should be dippable. I agree. There comes a point in everyone's life where. We've all been in this situation. Talk about re- hashtag relatable, where you have gotten to the end of the squeeze. There's nothing left. So I think there's a we've got a lot of variety of techniques out there for how we get that last bit out. Mm. And I'll tell you what I do, and I use basic physics, really, hmm. is I'll shake that bottle. As I'm shaking the bottle, I'll go really fast on the way down to make sure all of the, so, all of the solution, all of the... Condiment. Condiment. Yeah. 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 All the condiment gets to the where the squeeze top is. You thwack so it. Really, yeah, you thwack it down. You thwack it. And I make sure to get all that down to the bottom to where it needs to be squeezed out. Yeah. So that's one technique I use. The other is just just keep squeezing it and yeah. just hope it's a sad moment yeah. where you, you almost can just hear air and like you just it's like, what am I trying to pump up a bike tire here? Like it's over. Yeah. And you know that moment when you've hit the end and it's over. New word. Air. Air. Okay. Air. It's weird. The first thing that came to mind, I don't think about a lot, but for some reason this, I guess the premise of this show is working. Uh, I thought about hot air balloons. Anything particular about hot air balloons or did you just visualize a hot air or hot air balloons? Oh, well, in particular, I envision the hot air balloon in the sky, yeah. not like all packed up. No. It's got to be a very small percentage of people that when you say hot air balloon, you th- they think of it all packed up and rolled up. Right in the back of a van. Yeah. I don't know. Do you roll it up just like a tent? Yeah, I think so. I think you got to fold it like a fitted sheet, which... Oh, geez. Yeah, you get this side, I'll get hopeless. that side using their feet to cram it in the back of those vans. Right. Well, is that why the, is that why it's a basket? So that they can put everything that they yep. folded up right into the basket and easily carry it away? Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. No, it was usually like, yeah, they didn't originally even have the balloons on the top. They just were taking big baskets out for picnics. The picnic cloths that mm-hmm. they, they lay on the ground. They just kept getting bigger and bigger, and the baskets kept getting bigger and bigger, and it was too heavy to carry. And eventually, they were like, oh, what if we put hot air? What if we kind of like took this humongous picnic blanket and sewed it into sort of a balloon, filled it with hot air, and then... And then we ate our lunch up in the sky. Yeah, what if we did that? There used to be a hot air balloon festival in the town that I grew up in, in Missouri, it was cool. I remember one year working on my roof and they would go over the top and uh, very, very close to where I was. And um, that story is true, not interesting or amusing, but true. So um, 
for all the listeners out there who just kind of experienced that story for the first time. That was also my <laughs> that was also my first time experiencing it. And yeah, it was a bad story. I'm sorry. No, no, that's a really good story. There's a lot to unpack there. Like a hot air you balloon. Be, yeah, the hot... <laughs> exactly. That was the podcast episode that we just recorded. So we just recorded an episode, and now we're just kind of... I like to let people know that we're in the outro portion of it, so it's starting to wind down. We're winding things down a little bit. It's kind of the opposite of the intro, where it's towards the end of the podcast. Okay. All right. Very you, good. I will do whatever I can to help support you. Appreciate that. Really good guest. Wow, you're a really good host. I will be at some point learning how to unicycle in the near future. So really, um, yeah, I just will probably need a shoulder. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, you to, got it to cry on when I'm not doing well. So and also I'll need your shoulder physically to hold on to for balance. You got it. I'm there for you. Do you have experience doing that, or not you're just confident no. that you can do it? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say yes, and I. I love you. This is probably a pretty natural point to end things now. Usually what I'll do is, with the guest, I'll do the outro music with them. We make our own outro music together. Oh, fun. I guess I'll just start us off here. Okay. As I normally would. Alrighty. Wow, this is actually the best it's ever been. It got progressively more awkward as we went. I told Brendan that I loved him, didn't really mean to do that.